I don't know how it was for you. I kind of know how it was for you, but for me, I didn't want to be the man of the house. Right. I didn't want to be the man of the house. Like, like where's the man of the house, please? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I do don't want this. Yeah, I mean, from from a from a very young age, I can imagine like why you would want why you imagine like being you imagine that. being at work, yeah, and you're all right with your role as it is, and then someone decides to take a month off, and that now gets dumped on you. Now vex people are. Yeah. Well, I'm getting paid the same, and I've got to do this extra work. Like, it's so not I, fair. I've, it's I've not got fair. to go to school, still do all of this, but I'm expected to be man of the house. Like. Welcome back to another edition of the Goodman Factory podcast. I am Goodman Aaron and I'm here with Goodman Mike and Goodman Rizzy. Today we've got a great topic. We're going to be discussing absent fathers. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean a man that's not around full stop. It can be looked at in many different ways and that's what we're going to touch on today. So the first thing I want to do is just go around and just, when I say absent father, what does that, what does that mean to you? What do you think of when I say that? When I think of ab absent father, I think of a father who's not present in his child's life. And that could be both like mentally and physically. Okay. So could still be, could still be there, but just not mentally present. Yeah. That, count, that also counts to me. That counts as not being present. Just completely switched off and just not present. You know, I've never, I've never looked at it like that. Yeah, like, we can go deeper into that, but we'll get there. I was gonna say, yeah, the two, same thing. One of, yeah, similar. So, one of two things. So, physically not there at all. So, mentally and physically not there. So, the father's completely out of the picture, mm. or they're there in the flesh, but very absent in terms of getting involved in a child's like life or taking them to football, giving them advice, even talking to the child. So, like, you know what I mean? So they're there, but they're just very absent-minded almost. So the child knows their father's there, but they can't really communicate with their father. The father, the father's not there. He doesn't want to speak to the child. Maybe there's a reason for it, but are you able to look at it from that point of view? Because that relates to you two. Or because now, like, if I think of absent father, straight away I'm thinking my dad, not there, not present, like non-existent. Like whereas you lot are coming from a different angle, and is that because of how things have been for you? I have a similar, like father situation to you where my dad wasn't there from early yeah. for a long time and he was just completely not there for the rest of my life basically and I think I found it easier because I, I wasn't I didn't know what I was missing in a sense but um, from experience and from like other examples let's say movies or my friends or circles around me you see um, some people that oh, I wish oh, my, my dad is a present but he's not really involved so I don't really want him there because he doesn't do anything for me he doesn't talk to me he doesn't communicate I've heard that so many times and then some of my friends that have said that said they would rather their father not just just not be there at all because it's almost like you're you you're seeing something that you can't actually touch it's it's almost like you you can almost reach it almost touch it but it's not quite there if that makes sense they'll rather it not be there so they don't have to think about it yeah I, I i relate to that a lot because growing up i felt that way uh between me and my pops so Growing up, I felt like <clears throat> there wasn't much consistent presence. I remember many moments where my father was present yeah. when I was young, but I also remember many, mo well, when I was younger, I felt like there were many moments where 
he wasn't present, even though he's here. Now that I'm older, I'm at a point where I understand that he has gone through things in life that led him to focus on other things that were seen to be a priority over being present consistently in my life. Do you feel like that, I know we're not here to talk about mums yet, but do you feel like mums have that kind of pressure? Because I feel like when we think of absent, it's always the father, right? And like, there's this pressure on like, oh, a man can be there, but not actually be there. Like, I don't really feel like we look at mums in the same way. Like, you know what, my mum wasn't really mentally present or my mum wasn't, it always seems to be like the father. Would you agree or do you think I'm wrong there? Do you think I'm reaching? I, I, I agree with you. And, and that's because I believe that it's, it's, it's acceptable for fathers not to be consistent and present. Society, society has never looked at fathers as like they have to be present in their children's life. I feel like with the times that we're in now, it's now seen that you have to be present and consistent. And they, what they call stay at home dad in your children's life every day. And there's an argument between that because there are people that truly believe that you don't have to be present in your, in your children's lives all the time. There's, there's men that believe that. They believe like, why do I need to be present? That's what the mum, mum's there for. And then there's also men that believe that, you know what, I know the feeling, just, just of the conversations we've had, I know the feeling of my dad not being around, so I want to be present in my children's life every day. That's what I've got. So because of the lack of my, the presence of my father, I feel like I, I've almost overcompensated because I really want to be involved in any of the children that I've got, if that makes sense, and any more of the children I have in the future. And I feel like maybe society is so used to the woman being the nurturer that it's go. just, yeah. yeah, we just expect the woman to just always be there. Yeah. It's, the, it's the woman that pushed the baby out, someone and so forth. So almost society expects them to always be there. The dad is not always expected to do that, but he's expected to do other things for the family. And it doesn't necessarily mean changing nappies, bathing the children, even speaking to the children. But maybe that's an old way of thinking because I, I personally believe that most kids, without putting any statistics in there, but need both parents. All right, let's look, let's look at that, yeah? Do you feel like an absent father is more detrimental to maybe a son or a daughter? Or do you feel like it's even? Both, even. Even, not on the same level, but both, let's say, genders need. I can explain why. So when it comes to a father not being in his son's life, if you're not the leader or the superhero in your son's life, then someone else will. And you have, to, you have to understand that someone else is going to lead your son. And when it comes to your daughter, I think it's essential that a father is in the daughter's life because you're creating the standard for the men that she accepts into her life. Okay. So if you're not present, I think it comes with some consequences. That's what I believe. But then being present can also be... Because like we said, you can be present Physically, absent. but absent. Yeah. So if a father is around his daughter, but she's seeing a particular type of person, are we saying that that could also lead Same to... Same way. So, so for example, let's say uh, I've, I said, I'm coming to see you. I'm coming over to your house to come see you. So I come over and then I'm just sitting here on my phone the whole time, yeah. just messaging. 
but I'm here to see you though. But you're not here. Like, mm. <laughs> you're not talking to me. Yeah, one minute, one minute. Let me just, and the whole time. And I'm like, okay, time to go now. And I just get my bag and I'm just like, yep, yeah, it was good seeing you, bro. I'm here physically, but am I here? So it's about, it's about being present, like fully present. Every like, sense of the word. Put yes. your phone away. Yes, like, put your phone away. Focus on your kids. Talk to your kids. Ask your kids, how was their day? What did you learn in school today? Who's your best friend? Some parents don't even know who their, their kid, their children's friends are. Mm. But I, I know my son's got a girlfriend. He's eight. <laughs> I said, hey, relax. <laughs> First of all, but I know. How, you, how did you know that? Because I asked him. So I do this thing where I feel like it's necessary to ask my child, how was your day? Yeah. yeah. What was your favourite part of the day? Like, just to keep him thinking, um, one, get... Um, Dead responses sometimes, though, isn't Sometimes, it? innit? That's why I feel like, especially with boys, it's going to be like that. But at least I'm getting him thinking. And also, not only does he... I, I want him to remember things as well. So a lot of us go through the day and just don't think about things. We're just like literally like a car bag in the wind. And I don't want him to be like that. Yeah. I want him to be very conscious and very... Um, present every time he's somewhere and know he's surrounded basically but I asked him about um what, what did he do to, in school today how was your day then he asked me how how was my day so on and so forth and it's sometimes it's only five minutes because I'll pick him up from school sometimes and he doesn't come home with me I'll drop him to his mum's which is five minutes down the road but in that little five minutes we get a, a big conversation going and I know everything about him in that 24 hours if that makes sense and sometimes he wants to actually tell me so if I don't ask him I feel like he'll be upset as well so. I know you're enjoying this conversation, but I'm here to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Goodman Beard Oil, plant-based, chemical-free beard oil to soften and moisturize your facial hair. Order now, goodmanfactory.com, and use code GPOD1 and become a good man today. You know what it is, no matter how many times I ask my son, yeah, he will still get in the car straight on his phone. He's older than And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hi dad. Like, how was your day, dad? Like, he's just happy to just be in his own world. But I'm very mindful that, like, because my dad my dad wasn't around. And there's also that to me, there's an element of I almost feel like I'm competing against my dad in this weird way of like. You're pushing me, your absence is pushing me so much further to be an even better dad because there's no excuses. Like, no matter how many children you have, no matter how many baby mothers you have, like, to me, those are still your children. Be present in physically and mentally. Do you feel there's a confidence that comes from having your dad around? Yeah. I, I do believe that. Yeah. And and I can only uh, say that by just what's how my life's been. So when I was young, I lacked confidence. And a lot of the times when I was young, I wasn't close with my dad. And there were moments where I felt like very distant from him. But now that I'm older, me and my close, my, my dad's my best, like one of my best friends. I love that. I can say that, like, we're literally like this now. And that's the beauty of life. And I would say I'm confident now, so do the maths. Oh, Am I confident because I'm close to my dad now? Who knows? What about in school? I was going to say, in, in my, my, like, what, the way it happened to me, basically, yeah. was dad wasn't there. I wasn't confident. So mum had to do almost both parts, if that made sense. But 
no offense to mum, but because my mum's a woman and the way she communicates and the way like the women around me communicate is very different from the way men communicate. So I, was, mm. I found it very hard to communicate with my male friends, but I was very it was very easy for me to communicate with females mm-hmm. in school and around me and in the area and all the rest of it. I was only able to communicate with my, my male friends through football and that was about it. Most of the time we're not even talking, except for shouting at each other and kicking the balls. So <laughs> I found it easier to emote with females, I think because of my auntie, my mum, and my other aunties that brought me up, if that made sense, there was hardly ever a male figure. I, f- so, I, find, I find it so interesting how uh, women and men communicate differently to, to children. And I believe that because when I think about the difference between my dad and my mum, my mum can say a hundred, say something a hundred times before it hits. My dad would just drop that one classical liner. Oh, just annoying. The grunt. And it's like <laughs> the ancestors are talking to me. It's like, it just hits the soul. <laughs> you just listen. So the way, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Because I'll tell you that my mum was more present. But when dad comes around and says something, it runs. What would I be like if I was just raised by my mum? I think I'll be a different person. You know what it is? If you want to go real deep, yeah, like, I, now upon, like, through therapy, I've been able to reflect yeah. on, a, on a number of things, right? And I struggled to take compliments from women. Right. And, like, I think when we was talking, I said this to you, like, my mum was always like, oh, you look so handsome. Oh, you look so nice. And the women in my family would be like that. And it almost came, like, generic. Yeah. Like, oh, you lot are saying this, that. And it was almost, like, uncomfortable. But if one of my boys said, you know what, you look good, you know, I'd be like, bro. Like, it means feel, more, yeah. like, it hit me more. Why is that, though? Because, to me, I didn't have my dad to enforce that. So I almost felt like my mum's having to say those things. So I'm so used to it. It now, like, you've all... It's like me saying the word um, love. I try not to say it too often so that when I say it, you feel it. Whereas some people can be love you, love you, love you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, it's becoming generic now. So because I knew my mum and the women in my family were always like, oh, you look so handsome, you look so nice, you're such a good-looking boy. It's like... Oh, you almost don't believe it. It's, no. Yeah, it's almost like you've rinsed it. Like, and because I wasn't getting that from a father figure, the moment my boys or older men or whatever would say, you know what, you look good, or you know what, well done for that. I get this validation of like, you know what, I'm doing good, you know. And that, and this is the thing. This is why it's so easy. It's 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 most likely easier to manipulate a guy that doesn't have a father in his life. And this is the danger of a father not being in his children's life. Gangs. When you're not in your children's life, your son or your son's life or your son will then seek that validation somewhere else. And it, you're basically making the job easier for another person because then they can come into your son's life and drop the compliments and start manipulating. And you know, it happens a lot. Like Some people see, get groomed, innit? Like, you yeah. see a, long, a lot of young boys being groomed by olders, yeah? Because the father's not around. If dad's not around, well, the older's now the father. And the older then takes advantage of the, the, the child. And this is why it's important for a man to be present in his children's life. So there's a vulnerability. So a man not being present is also making that, that son or daughter more vulnerable. Exactly. It leaves them open to any kind of outside powers, let's call it. I agree. And I I, I truly believe, as a father, I'm not a father yet, but I know for a fact, when I have children, I want to be the biggest influencer in my children's life. That comes with a lot of work. For you to be the biggest influencer in your children's life, 
yo, that's a that's a higher standard. That's something you've got to live up to. <laughs> a lot of work comes with that. And I, I, would, I would dedicate my whole life to wanting to be the biggest influencer in my children's life. How amazing would it be for your children to grow up and say, you know, my biggest in inspiration is my, dad? is my own dad. And I hear people say that and I think, what a privilege. What, what, that, that's, that's amazing. He must have done well, innit? For, for that title to be given, yeah. you know straight away that was a good dad. Yeah. And let's be honest, not everyone grows up to say that. Like, my dad's my biggest influence. In, in my life, I know for a fact, I can say that my dad is one of the, the influential people in my life. In you know fact, what? he's moulded me to, to be the man that I am today. And it's crazy because when I was younger, there were many moments where I felt like we weren't close, he was distant, he's not present. But things can change. Just because that was the tone at one period of my childhood or a certain period of my childhood, that can change. You can still, you can better your relationship. And I would say things got sweet between me and my dad when I finished university. Um, I moved back into my family home and then he was then present. And then obviously with uh, a, a higher level of maturity in me and understanding, when we talked to each other, that bond was created at a later time. So the bond wasn't there when I was a child. But you was always open to receiving that, clearly. I feel like no matter how, how much you maybe disliked or wasn't a fan of your dad at some point, I feel like for you to even get to that point, it feels like you wanted it. Yeah, I did. Do you did. see what I mean? It would have been nice. I mean, I was used to it, to, to it not being a thing, but it, it, got, it got better as I got older. And... Uh, and what helped me better understand my dad was talking to him and understanding the things he's been through. And then that gives you so much perspective. I think a lot of the times people judge their parents. And I think we have to learn how to be more compassionate They're towards humans, our parents. They're humans. They're human beings. There's no manual. There's no manual came with fatherhood. How was my dad going to be perfect? How was he going to be the perfect dad? Literally. What is the perfect dad? And even then, they're trying to learn from previous, let's say, Generate. previous examples or generations. You're following the blueprint just, yeah. that's been set, exactly. set for you, and, and, like, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to my dad, my dad, his dad wasn't in his life consistently. So what do you expect? But you know what? Like, I'm a fan of that and I'm not. And I, always, I get tense because I know my, bear, bear <laughs> my in dad, mind, right? Bear in mind, yeah. we don't have the internet and the content that we have today. No, no, of course, course I feel you on that, yeah. No, sorry, they did sorry, they didn't they, they didn't, didn't have them. the content. But there's also like the heart though, isn't it? Like to me, I, I say this all the time, yeah. If you walk past someone on the street, like that's shivering, that's cold, and it's snowing, whatever, there's gonna be maybe a part of you that feels like I need to just give them some money or go get them a hot chocolate or something. Not everyone's got that in them. Yeah. I don't care. Not everyone's got that in them. Yeah. But I feel like I think not, most people don't have that in them. And I feel like some men, <laughs> some men, some fathers don't have that in them where when they're away from their child, they're feeling like, you know what, I miss my child, I need to go back. And I think from your example, I feel like your dad had that in him. Yeah. And you was open to receiving that. Yeah. So therefore, at some point in time, it just took you both being on a certain level in order for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Me, I don't want that. I'm not open to it because I feel like at the age I am, so many opportunities have happened and so many letdowns where it's like I accept I accept what it is right is so is it is it okay for me to say that you're still carrying the trauma from 
when you were younger? I was about to cuss him out on camera, innit? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to just say something. Is it okay, is it okay for me to say that? You, you know, know what it is? That you, you haven't forgiven him for what's happened in the past? No, like, I've forgiven in the sense of, because to me, forgiveness is for me. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I need to release that. Mm -hmm. Me carrying that was way too much on me. I forgive him, but being a, a father with two children myself from two separate relationships and knowing that I've been able to navigate that, bring my children together, do all of this. And even at this stage, knowing that your brother has, in the last year, reached out to me and made more effort than you. Like, there's certain things I'm like, it's not excusable now. Like you said, they didn't have this back then. They didn't have yeah. um, internet and all of that. You do now. Yeah. You do now. You're hearing about certain things. Certain things, I feel, are just not in certain men. Or do you think, I do, I do wonder, like... It's a therapy session for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a similar, I'm in a similar um, position as you. Um, I do feel like giving them the benefit of the doubt, some of them are too, they think, oh, I've, let, I've let too much water run under this bridge to the point where I can't now go back to my son. Because first of all, the hierarchy and the pride is too high. I can't then go back to my son and say, hey, look, son, man, man, man messed up in it. Do you know what's crazy? I'm, I'm even going to spin. <laughs> Let me have a hug. I'm going to spin what you just said in a way where I'm going to have like a level of compassion towards your father, yeah? And I know it just sounds mad, innit? I'm about to walk off set, you know? <laughs> I'm about to walk off set, you know? <laughs> Bun this Mac. You know? Do you know what it is? I agree. A lot of the times, it, it can be pride and um, the ego that prevents him from contacting you. But I would go as far to say that he is running away from the bed that he's laid. He's running away from what he's set. And him facing it is a fear. I would say, I, I, I perceive it to be he's more fearful of what comes from connecting with you. Not that he doesn't want to, he probably wants to, but he just can't. He Bring just can't. Some people find it hard to just like let go of things or to face things. A lot of people like to hide from truth and like turn their head away from truth. Because because of the feeling, it, it, it brings so much shame, grief. All right. I'll, I'll, give, I'll, make, I'll even give you that. I'm not making like, excuses for no, your no, pops, no, no, but I'm just, I'm just trying to... It's a different angle. I want you to look at it, in a diff, <laughs> I want you to look at it in a, from, from a different perspective. No, and the thing is, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how There's a part for me as well, yeah, where I... It's not just me that I'm vexed for. Yeah. It's my mum that I'm vexed for. And I'm vexed for my mum because, like you made it so much more difficult not being here. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you made it so that my mum had to, like we said before, do both roles or fill more of my cup or cover this and cover that. And I'm like, you could, even from a distance, you could have, like, like we said, there's, there's fathers that are absent, but present, right? So maybe giving money, but not really. You could have been one of them fathers from a distance. You know, I'm just making sure your mum's got money doing this, but I'm not around. I could at least then say, you know what? At least you made sure we were good. But there was nothing. So that's why I'm like, I can't. I felt vulnerable to be, if I'm being honest, my dad not being around as a kid, having no male figure. If I had a stepdad, it may have been different. If my mum had a long-term boyfriend, it may have been different. Where I would have felt security knowing 
where if anything pops off, this man can take care of it. Because there's certain things, let's be real, women cannot like, provide that level of comfort. Yeah, to a boy anyway, like where you know, like think about it. If something was to pop off right now, yeah, who would your kids look to, mum or dad? Dad. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I would hope so. Because it's it's a natural security of them feeling rare, unprotected, and and that's where I'm like rare. I just felt if I got into a fight or if anything happened, like there's no father figure to have my back, but there's elders. So then you almost start respecting the elders more because you're like, you know what, they can they can protect me. They've got me. So I feel like, like you said, having an absent father, to me, it's not just the effect it has on the on the son or the daughter, it's the effect it has on the other parent that is present. Well, by default as well, some of them ain't got a choice. Like, because your dad's not here, because your mum's not here, I have to be here. So the pressure is almost like twice as hard. Imagine you having no choice or... I don't get a weekend off or I don't get a day off in a week or whatever because the other parent's not here. They're also not helping me financially and all the rest of it. Sometimes, even if it's just for a day or maybe a few hours, just away from the kids, just you just want to sometimes let your hair down and relax. You don't get that, that luxury, basically. So I feel like the pressure can be, it can build up. And I, I remember my mum, she would never show me, like she was stressed. Funny now that she's now old and fragile. <laughs> that's when I show that she's stressed or tired. But like when I was younger, mum was an absolute rock, if that made sense. So I had to be, in a sense, similar to her. But it was very hard because, again, the way my mum acted at certain points was very strong and very hard and very strict. And then still had to be mum, who was the compassionate, soft, I'll, I'll stroke your hair when you're feeling sad. Yeah, 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 yeah very confusing so again the way I emoted with like my boyfriend like my male friends and my female friends was very up and down and all the rest of it so at times I was very hard it depends on the environment or the situation I was in and sometimes I was very soft and I was, was a crier in school I used to cry about the simplest of things and then some of my boys were like bro man up bro and I never you know what so mad I prefer like a father figure to tell me bro like man up like you can't cry about everything mm. you know it's going to be hard, but you just need to pick your lap, just pick up, dust your shoulders off and then keep going. I needed that in my life and I never had that. And I feel like sometimes I overcompensate with my, my oldest son, my, um, my eight-year-old. So two people are like, he's only eight, bro. Just yeah, me, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wish that when I was eight, I had my dad to tell me, look, you, you, you hurt your knee. It's going to hurt. That's life, innit? But don't worry about it. It's going to pass. Or yeah, football's hard or running is hard, but... That's what, anything worth having, you have to work for, in a sense. You know, what's, you know what I mean? You know what's mad? Hearing that, yeah, it makes me realise that when you grow up without your father around and you become a dad yourself, you can be so focused on being the dad you never had rather than being the dad your child needs. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big, there's a big difference there, do you know what I mean? Like, who, who you may have needed as a, as a child could be very different to who your son or daughter needs now, having your, like you said, your dad was, I don't want to say inconsistent, but kind of like... So, let me just explain. So, when I was younger, <clears throat> there was many times where my dad went away for business. So, he was running businesses ba uh, back home in Nigeria. Uh, so, he would do a lot of back and forth between here and Nigeria. Uh, he worked in different countries like Germany, uh, Belgium. He had... Uh, 
different contracts. So yeah. he'll be in different countries. So we were used to knowing that dad's away, he's working abroad. And even sometimes as a family, we'd get up and go abroad oh, to, to, yeah. to visit my dad. So it was, I just understood from young, dad's out grinding, like he's out getting money. And he was always providing from wherever he was. So my, money will always be there. Um, yeah, we, we were good. Like, we were good. So I understood that, okay, dad's away. And so that's, that's what I mean by dad wasn't present when I was younger. But let me ask you, when, because you saw him being present and then he might go away for however long, yeah. those moments when he was away, did you see a change in your mum? Yeah, she obviously, there's more pressure on her. I have, to, I have to be honest and say, I was happy. There was a sense of relief. I don't know why, but it was just nice to know, oh, dad's away, I'm the man of the house now, you know. I can do what I want. Well, you can relax a little bit. <laughs> I can relax, do you know what I mean? Get a bit of freedom. It felt like that at the time. But I would notice a change in my uh, younger brother in his behaviour. So he had more behavioural problems at school when dad was away. That's one thing that I noticed. So there's pros and cons to it. You know what's mad though? You said that I felt like a relief that dad wasn't around. You was like, I felt a relief dad wasn't around. I like, like I knew that I was the man of the house. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how it was for you. I kind of know how it was for you, but for me, I didn't want to be the man of the house. Right. I didn't want to be the man of the house. Like, like where's the man of the house, please? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I don't job. want this. Yeah, I mean, from from a from a very young age, I can imagine like why you would want why you imagine being like you imagine that. being at work, yeah, and you're all right with your role as it is, and then someone decides to take a month off, and that now gets dumped on you. Now, vex people are. Yeah. Well, I'm getting paid the same, and I've got to do this extra work. Like, it's not well, fair. I, it's I've not got fair. to go to school, still do all of this, but I'm expected to be man of the house. It's like, not fair. It's not fair. It's a it's a lot. Yeah, I can only imagine. You must have got, like gone through a lot. Like, but this is what I mean. It's different, boy. Uh, a man not being around, the daughter isn't expected to take on an extra role. A man not, a father not being around, the son almost becomes, there's the title, like, oh, he's the man of the house now, you're the man of the house now. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because there are, there are women that actually say that, you know, they've had to take on that role. role. So, which is definitely an awful, I mean, you, you haven't got a choice, but I can imagine that that must be even harder for a woman to say, I've got to now be that. the leader of the house. Never no extra benefit in it. Mm. It's just you're, you're not taking another job. Take, taking from their childhood, taking from their their growth, their journey. It's just forcing them, putting them in the in the deep end. You know what's mad? Like I saw that like, a stat. In terms of like single parent households, doesn't mean that the dad's not involved, right? It mm. just means that like he's absent from the house, right? Yeah. So there's like 19 million in the UK, and 90 percent of those are headed by a woman. So that means in, let's just say, 16 million households, the father is not living, he's not being in the house. Do you think, even if a man is present, his lack of absence from the house will make a massive difference? So say you've got a man that's around, having these children every other weekend or every weekend, does the school runs, does this, the fact that he's not living in the house, do you feel like that will play a, ma a massive role? Uh, me personally, yes. So... Obviously, being a father myself with my first son, sometimes I see his behaviour is different from when he's with his mum and when he's with me. So my mum always goes, it's because he has two systems. 
love my mum, you know. But I get what she means is that so mum raises him in such a way and then dad being me raises him in a different way. So even though his mum's fairly strict on him, she's strict on certain or different things than I'm strict on him with. So I feel like if we're it's hard to parent separately in separate houses with the same child because the child is thinking what is this? Like, yeah. you two need to yeah, get it together kind of thing. But the same thing can happen in a, in a household. The mother could raise the children differently to how the father does. And But it should... Not to cut you off here, it shouldn't in the sense of, like, what the child should, shouldn't see if you are living together is, like, oh, dad just trumped mum there. Like, like that shouldn't be in front of each other. In front of yeah, each other. very bad. Whereas in separate households, that can often happen. Yeah. Like the dad might say, like, no, like, what your mum's doing is wrong. Or the mum might say, so then the, the child knows they're not together. They're not, they're not even on the same page. Whereas when you're living with both parents, I feel a child should look at that and see mum and dad. Unite. Unite. Yeah. yeah. The unity is a, is a great example to, uh, to lead, to show to, to a child. So even if you don't agree with what you're partner is saying your wife is saying shut up you're telling the children listen your mum told you to do something you have to do it Reinforce even it. though i don't agree with what your mum yeah. said but you know and it shows that you know we're a team and you know you're not going to get past one of us or try finesse one of us uh, you know do you know what I'm saying? so i think that plays a major role as well like that feeling of like if a father is absent from the household as well you're it's it's not as strong as a unit yeah do you know what i mean like I feel like just feeling like, not even feeling like, because you could, we were talking about absent fathers, right? You could live with just your dad, right? And it could all be good. But knowing that there's a unit, mum, dad, work together, live together, I feel there's just a, it's almost like a protective barrier, I feel. Yeah. I was going to say, if looking at it from a child's perspective, so me as the child, I would have looked at my mum and dad's relationship if they were together and think, I want something like that when I'm older. That they seem so much stronger together. As long as it was healthy. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want them to be together and be miserable or just trying to rip each other's heads off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're together, they, they're united. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do to break this defence <laughs> kind of thing. But I want to look at my parents and be like, oh, right, like, I really want that when I'm older because I feel like it's given me the minerals and the foundation to then go on with my life and build the same thing and maybe even advance myself even a little bit further because obviously parents are trying to obviously give you a hand up if that makes sense so I, I still want my son to my first son to see that even though we're not in the same house is again it's still very difficult and you have to put in the work but even though we're not in the same house I want him to feel like his parents still try to work together still try to communicate and it's because of the love we have for him as well and we have enough respect for each other it's not easy and it doesn't, it's not, again, it's not linear either. It's going to be up yeah, and yeah, down, yeah. but I want it to be an upwards like, Your trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Did you feel, just one more question from me. Uh, did you, being in school, because I've gone into schools to work with kids. And one of the things I always do straight away is introduce myself and let them know I was raised by just my mum. Because the one thing I realised is when I was in school, that was never talked about. So I didn't know how normal it was or anything. So I always go in, I introduce myself, I tell, talk about my story a bit. And you know what? I was raised by just my mum, my dad wasn't around. And then I ask, the, I work with boys normally. So I ask the boys that, hands up, 
if you live with both parents. And a lot of the times, like, sorry to say, but in the black community, a lot of the black boys will be like, they don't live with both parents. What percentage would you say uh, don't live with both parents? In the sense of, if, I've got, if I've got a group of 20 seen? boys, yeah. I'd probably say, I'd probably say like 70% don't live with both parents. You know what they say? But here's the thing, when they raise their hands up, they look, they're unsure at first, they don't really want to admit to that, yeah? Like, but then they see other people have got their hands up and it's like the first time they've realised, rare. what, you as well? And that's why I feel like things like that aren't, aren't spoken about. Yeah, yeah, it's true, because I remember when I, when I was in school, that was the same time, same time when I was in school. Most of my friends didn't have their fathers around. And I noticed that I'm one of few who has come from a two-parent household. But it was just unspoken about. But it was like a, a piece of data I had in my brain. Like, yeah. I understand that I come from a two-parent household, but all my friends are from... And then even when I went to university, all my female friends, all I'll say 90% of my female friends that I met at university didn't have fathers in their lives and, could, and would speak negatively about their fathers. And I realised that, I'm, I'm, okay, I've, I've, I'm, I'm different. This, the, the environment I come from isn't the norm. But it's a blessing. Yeah. I, let, That's another conversation. But I do believe it's a blessing. I yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. believe it's a blessing. I think, I think with that, is even if it wasn't a blessing, it's the fact that people naturally just assume oh, there's an advantage. And it's not, it's not that there is. It's just people, oh, you've got something I haven't got, so you must be doing better than me. Do you know? Do you know what? When, when it comes to the blessing, I'll be I'll be honest. The reason why I see it as a blessing is not because I come from a two-parent household. It's a blessing. I think it's a blessing because it's given me a lot of perspective on what truly comes with a union of a man and a woman in a household. I feel like I've seen the realistic sides of things, <laughs> and then a lot of the times when I talk to to people that come from a one-parent household. There's this desire for like a partnership that to me looks unrealistic. But that's another conversation. I like that perspective, you know. And I, I feel like I've seen it and and not only not only just based off my parents, but I've also got aunties and like in my family, there are many aunties and uncles that are in marriages. Like it's I can't even think of I think I'd say ten percent of the families that I'm family friends with or like aunties hmm. and uncles are like single parents. There's a lot of married, married couples in my family. So I'm used to seeing long-term marriages, long-term relationships, and I've seen the highs and the lows of it. I feel like I've seen the, the realistic side to it. So I'm happy that I've, I've gained to that perspective rather than not knowing what it is and I'm hoping that in my life, I get that one day. Because I guess you understand, touching on your point, that but in terms of relationships, it's not linear. That it's not linear. It's never, but we, I think, I think so many of us have this expectation that it should be. And the moment there's a dip, oh, I'm done. You know? There you go. And, that, and, that's, and that's what I mean. That's, that, that's the blessing of coming from a two-parent household. So I, I look at relationships like, like market cycles. 
the financial markets. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I, I truly believe it's the same thing. I'm gonna let you land. Even even when it comes to even, even when it, even when it comes to the journey as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, or whatever it is you're doing, even when it comes to you launching uh, your brand or you making content, whenever you launch something, you do notice there's a boom. There's a boom. And then what happens? See it. There's a crash. And then, you know, you have to ride it. And then at another season, then things get higher. Things get better than it was the last high. I think that's just a, a natural life cycle. And in relationships, I'm used to seeing the highs and lows of a marriage, a long-term relationship. And trust me, there's, there's bad seasons, there's bad spells. But essentially, I think what leads to a long-lasting relationship is two people deciding the love is greater than the fall and we have a commitment to each other to stay committed to, to each other for the family, for the love of the family. So... Do you feel like there's an element there of two people accepting, I'm choosing you? I'm choosing, but it's not a choice that I make once. I choose you every day. Yeah, I choose you on your bad days. I choose you on your good days. I choose you. Do you feel that marriage solidifies that? Or do you feel like two people can just be in a relationship and be like, you know what? We'll ride this wave. Or do you feel like marriage kind of solidifies that even more? I, I, I think marriage is just a legal document. And whether you're married or not, two people can choose each other consistently. All the time. I feel like marriage, like you said, is a legal document, but it's a sense of his girl better not be watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying don't watch this one, please. <laughs> but like in because there's so many options nowadays and there's so many um escape routes, let's call it. Um sometimes marriage just solidifies or gets you not the bag, but it gets you the the relationship, so you're a bit more locked in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I still feel that. like you don't necessarily need to get married. This is a legal document, but you always pick that person because you want to be with that person. You want to do everything you can for that person. And I've had to learn, as a man, like I would literally lay my life down for my kids and my missus, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's my job, protect and provide. And I would literally do that in my life. I don't mind. And I'll pick them all the time. But there's a lot of men that wouldn't do that. Even when you don't feel like it, even when things feel bad, even when things are like, oh, this has happened, that happened, I'm holding resentment towards my partner, I'm not happy about the fact that she's doing this or doing that. It's that commitment. It's like, I don't feel like going to the gym today, but I'm still going to show up because I have to. Mm. And I think that's the same with relationships. Even during the bad spells, the bad cycles, when things are ugly, things are bad, it's like, oh, who is this person? You're not even the same person I was with, but we're here now. <laughs> I always, I always say there's a difference between motivation in relationships, the motivation and commitment or determination. Right? Motivation is like you said, the specs. You get together. Oh, it's exciting. I'm motivated. Yeah. Oh, this girl. I've met this girl. You're telling the man them. So you're motivated. You're excited. Then I don't know. You go on a few dates. You might go on your first holiday. You might have your first child. All of these moments motivate you, but the determination kicks in when things aren't going good. Now, how determined are you? to show up, to ride with me, to be consistent, to have these difficult conversations, because it's not going to be fun. And if you're not determined, like, it breaks down. Exactly. And, and, and that's what I say is the blessing from coming from a two-parent household, witnessing that all my life, the highs and lows. Even to this day, there's still lows and extreme highs. And I can be honest and say, 
after 30 plus years of my parents being married together, their relationship is at the sweetest now than it's ever been in my whole life. kids are gone, innit? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but it's true. It's probably facts, innit? That now they can be... Yeah. They've done their bit as well. I, they've they've I, both I been through a lot. Don't get me... Don't get interested. Like, like, hurt, I think, is a natural part of a relationship. I think there will be moments where the person you love will hurt you. And if you can't handle that, forget about marriage. Forget about a long-term relationship. I think it's almost delusional to think you're going to get with someone and they're never going to hurt you. Or, the, or it's going to be... I'm sure at some point you're... Rosie. Can I ask a question? Okay. <laughs> I thought man was going to wish bad on you, you know? Can I ask a question, again? <laughs> Has your mum hurt you in your life ever? Yeah, yeah. Has your, mom, has your mum hurt you in your All life? All the time. But you know the difference though? <laughs> it's, it's, I always know it's not intentional. Okay, so knowing that, then how dare you think you can get with a woman who's never going to hurt yeah. you? Mm. You have to be delusional to, think, to, 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 to believe that. So I feel like when you get into a relationship, walking into it, understanding that this person can hurt me one day. And how am I going to feel about that? And what am I going to do? If you're not prepared to be hurt by the person and you walk into it believing in, in La La Land, thinking, oh, it's all sweet and rosy, it's going to be like this forever and get better, then, yeah. You're bluffed. Reality will correct and the universe will show you that this is unrealistic. Wake up. And you know what? On that note, like, this is... This episode has been <laughs> mad. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like, when we was given the topic, I was like, I don't know where to go with it, whatever, but... Like, boy, this was a good one. Thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, this has been a Goodman Factory. Join us next time. Peace. <laughs>